welcome back to the Go Be Wyoming podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Zach. We are your hosts as third generation Wyomingites. We saw the need for a Wyoming focused show highlighting Wyoming values and morals. We are dedicated to bringing you the people, businesses, places, and organizations that embody what it means to go be Wyoming. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. They offer a full variety of printing needs for any business or brand. They can also help you with any web design, social media marketing, and more. Give them a call today at 307-674-6277. Today's episode is also brought to you by DYT Solutions. They offer custom digital marketing solutions for your company or brand. Visit their website at dytsolutionswy.com or email them at admin at designyourtech.com. Once again, that's dytsolutionswy.com and their email is admin at designyourtech.com. Sheridan County Title is another sponsor for today's episode. They offer better service for a better price. Ask for the best title service that has been serving Sheridan for over 50 years. Give them a call at 307-672-6478. This episode is also brought to you by Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. You're going to need an expert realtor if you're looking to buy, sell, or build a home up here in northeastern Wyoming. Give Jess a call at 307-751-6924. Again, that is Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. Welcome back, Zach. Friday, February 5th. Yes. Episode 97. Um, kind of looking at what we got here. Big stories. Uh, we've got some athletics still again, some Shrine Bowl stuff. Um, you know, statewide, not a whole lot going on. So uh, yeah. kind of pretty light. So uh, we'll keep this nice and short for everybody and uh, head into the weekend. And welcome back, Wyoming knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that sticks. Um, all right, Zach, some local news first, huh? Yeah. Um, I'll run through this stuff just so it's faster. Um, but uh, so the 2021 Shrine Bowl is announced. Um, I'm glad that they're doing this because this got canceled last year. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what the Shrine Bowl is, so the Shriners hold a kind of an all-star game here in Wyoming. It's pretty cool. Um, I think Nebraska also does this as well. Um, I'm not sure if like Montana or Colorado do, but uh, Colorado, Colorado probably does because they, I've seen like they actually have like an actual like all-star all-star game. Oh sure, sure. Um, so um, not to I should say not to say that this isn't an all-star game, but um, right, they probably call it something different. They've got the Shrine like and they've got. Like an, um, what I mean by like a real all star game is like the kid, like it's uh, those are like highly recruited kids and like sure. competitive and like sure, um, it's what you expect for an all star game is like where these kids are going for college and all this stuff. Where Wyoming, we're not as big. Yeah, there's some guys on there that you know are right. they're obviously the best, but it's more for the fundraising part for the Shriners Hospital. Yeah. Anyways, yep. um. So out of Bighorn, Winfield, Loomis is in there. Um, the three from Sheridan, uh, Quentin Mangus, Justin Vela, and then Kyle Meineke. Um, I didn't see Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo didn't ha- or Buffalo did have a kid, uh, but um, like Casey didn't have anybody or Tongue River. So um, pretty thin. But again, um, the roster is limited. So, but yeah, congrats to those guys. Do you know who the coaches are? Um, I know they announced them a little while ago. Yeah, the head coach for the North is uh, Cody's head coach. I don't know who that is. Um, and then really it's a, not to say being a coach isn't a big deal, but when you're asked to be the head coach is is kind of more of the honor. Um, sure. And then and then because then, to be honest, you kind of play politics then as the head coach of right. you got to have I some – you got to have some 4A coaches. You got to have, you know, so. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, most of the time it's the same guys. Um, like, I'm pretty sure Coach Julian did it early on. He did yeah. it four or five years. I wouldn't, I don't think he was the head coach, but he was in it. So, I sure. mean, um, and, uh, you know, as a coach, you don't have to say yes. You know, it does take, it's yeah. it's a big two-week commitment out of your summer. So, yeah. um, anyways. We'll run through a couple of these. You know, we mentioned the National Signing Day for the University of Wyoming on Wednesday. Uh-huh. I want to highlight some of them. Sheridan athletes, um, and we kind of missed a couple of these. Um, 
Zach, uh, so quarterback Zach Koltiska, he signed with Black Hill State. Um, we missed this one. Sam Lecklot, uh was awarded the 2020 Gatorade Player of the Year for basketball. Okay. Um, and I think, I mean, that is a big honor. I know oh, yeah. their their season got cut, um, but that's cool that they still recognized, you know, a player. So that's pretty cool for him, and yeah. we'll see what this year holds. You never know. Yeah, and he's already signed and committed to Montana State to yep. play. Yep, correct. So, yeah, and I think they got him early on, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think, I think he signed la- or yeah. committed last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and he's having a good year, of course, um, Kyle Meineke, uh, also, he signed with Dickinson State. Um, Justin Vela, obviously, signed with them early, too. But we've got uh, some other sports outside of football. David Stanish is going to run track at Black Hill State. Cool. Uh, Blaine Johnson, and I think we talked about him. Wasn't he an academic guy that we talked about? Um, or maybe remember. he was just part of the track list, yeah, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, so he signed with Shadron State, so he's going to go run track at Shadron. And then Taylor Larson, she signed uh, to play volleyball at Casper College. So Cool. Um, yeah, so kind of continue on that athletic trend there. Yeah. Um, Zach, you want to speak about this one? Um, this was in the paper, I believe. Um, yeah. Sheridan County School District 2 is looking into uh, kind of expanding that virtual learning. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, you, you said it. Sheridan County School District 2 is uh, considering a virtual learning program. Um, they want to uh, get it out there for fall 2021, uh, so for the start of next school year. Um, you know, there's some state programs that are online schooling, so I think there's like three or four of them. Um, and so by having um, a local option, the school district will profit off of that. Sure. So that, you know, that money's going to that that program. Yeah. Um, and so I think there was a number of things. Number one was funding. Uh, number two was uh, graduation rates have dropped essentially since those students are no longer enrolled in Sheridan High School. They're enrolled in whatever academy. So those graduate, well, those students might still go on to graduate. It doesn't count as graduation numbers for Sheridan High School. Right. So this way they'll be able to continue that. Um, you know, it's interesting. They, uh, some of the board members, the school board members brought up some interesting points. Um, you know, uh, in regards to like mental health and emotional health of students who go online. Um, and it's a valid point, you know, it's, that's, that's one thing that you get when you are in person, um, is that relationship that you build with your teachers and there's an, uh, you know, an obvious, um, connection there. Um, so, you know, they, one of the things they emphasized, some of the school board members emphasized was, well, we're okay. You know, we want, you know, there's some more things to, to look at, but how are you going to ensure that students receive the same, you know, mental and emotional um, yep. support that they receive in person? You know, because it can, it's hard to be disconnected through there. It's harder to, to build those relationships. And, and the social interaction, I think that's huge as well. Right. Um, and I know for for families that do, like, homeschooling, well, just get them in sports. You know, that's always a great way to get right. that social interaction. But, yeah, that's, I mean, mental health is a big issue. I mean, how yeah. do you... Um, yeah, and, and the relationship part, I think, as the teachers, you know, how do we do that? Yeah. Um, I wonder, has anyone thought, and maybe this is what they're thinking about, what about, like, I know it kind of is disruptive and could be disruptive to the teachers, but could you do two days in person, two days virtual? You know, I, um, I don't know how that idea just popped in my head. And we've been talking about that restructuring of school districts and the logistics of that. Right. Maybe school districts start thinking, well, teachers, how about this? Everyone's in the classroom two days a week. The other three days of the week, it's all virtual, all online. And yeah. and maybe there's an optional third day of their students here. Sure. I don't know. That just popped in my head of, you know, because we were talking logistics of getting kids in and out to the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. I think, you know, another. Again, you're losing that mental health, though, and that social interaction. <laughs> right, you're right. Um, I think, though, you know, they've noted as of last year, it was specifically because of COVID. Really, right. parents aren't coming. Mm-hmm. I think before it was, you know, any other any number of reasons um, for students to go to the online, whether, you know, maybe it was the the interactions in the hallways in the classrooms. You know, they were, you know, yeah. whatever their feeling was there, there was some obvious problems and they just needed to be removed from that, but they can't move schools, right? So they go to the online version. Yeah. Whatever it is, um, I think there's 
there's reasons why people are going to online besides COVID. Yeah. So, um, right. Again, I, you know, and I don't, I don't know exactly what that means or if, you know, they would be open to a hybrid sort of yeah. uh, platform. Sure. My question is who's teaching that? Yeah. Right. Is that, does that mean more teacher jobs coming mm-hmm. in? Um, you know, we've talked about how Sheridan County School District 2 is a very, um, has very high standards for their teachers and for the, you know, the quality of education that students are receiving. I'm curious to see what that first year of online schooling looks yeah. like. You know, how do you get those teachers who are, you know, we, we have a lot of teachers in this district who have been here for a, a while. Yeah. Right. So they're accustomed to that culture and they continue to build upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. And it does bring up a point that we haven't really talked a whole lot about and we'll, we'll move on from this, but um, I read somewhere and I think it was the city journal talking about, you know, the continued push to school choice, which is kind of this issue of how do you, you know, um, how do we work around that? How do we, and I think uh, Sheridan County school district too is being proactive and saying they're seeing this like, Hey, kids are leaving. They right. were leaving before COVID. Yeah. Okay. How, you know, and, I, and I'm and i I'm with them in regards to we need to make sure our kids are socially, you know, uh, getting social interaction, culture interaction. Yeah. 100%. But I think there's a bigger issue that needs to be talked about of, you know, um, maybe school choice, you know. And uh, anyways, but that's a right. whole different ballgame that we probably shouldn't get into right now. But that kind of, I was thinking about that because I was reading that article today and I was like, well, you know, there's this continued fight for school choice and, you know, yeah. um, anyways, um, guys, we are nine days now. We're under 10 days to Valentine's Day. Okay. And then it's on a Sunday. Make sure you're planning ahead. If you don't have a plan, go into Babe's Flowers on Main Street or give them a call. Okay. And make sure you tell them, hey, I heard this promo code on Go Be Wyoming on the podcast. It's Love W-Y-L-O-V-E. Okay, and you get a free box of chocolates with your beautiful bouquet that you buy for your lady or guy. Okay, I'll make no judgments. Okay, um, ladies, if you know your guy is forgetful, remind him. Hey, yes. hey, <laughs> it's nine days. Oh, by the way, go use this code. Okay, at Babe's Flowers because I like chocolate. Okay, yeah. just a reminder there for you fellas. All right. Um, so to finish out this local segment, Zach, we got some weird. Kind of like weird stories. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of court. Stuff yeah, here. court stuff. Um, so reported by Cowboy State Daily. I didn't even know. I didn't even know this was happening. Um, so apparently, attorney Clay Jenkins. I don't even know who that is. He's a uh, local attorney. Yeah, Sheridan attorney. Yeah. Um, so he got a DWI. Okay. Um, and uh, the you know the Wyoming Supreme Court obviously has su- suspended him from practicing law for three years, yeah. um, and it, it sounded like he got up some he has some jail time. What I found interesting, and they they didn't dive deep into the article, but they said this wasn't the first time he's had. Uh, I wouldn't say arrested, but it sounded like he's had <laughs> infractions before. This is his third yeah. suspense, I think. Yeah, yeah suspended. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking with my my mom about this last night. Yeah. Um, he's had these problems before. Obviously. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, it's like at what point do you get disbarred? Yeah, <laughs> you know, dr- uh, driving while under the influence is is a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> other people lose their job for that. Yeah, why shouldn't this guy? You know, so I, and, well, and then when they mention he's had other suspensions, it's like okay, at what point does the right? Um, you know, because it's it's one thing if it's just the one time and the first time I yeah. get it. But it sounds like this is like yeah. third or fourth time. It's like, okay. Uh, right. But um, so anyways, Clay Jenkins, attorney here. Well, he can't practice for three years, but yeah. don't he, use it him. It sounds like he's going to be in jail for that time. Yeah, too, so. yeah, yeah. So um, also reported, uh, or sorry, this was reported by the Sheridan Press. Mm-hmm. Um, so the legislature, legislators, have looked at the direct distribution. Zach, it looks like you kind of dug into this a little bit. Yeah. So um, the Wyoming Senate Appropriations Committee um, told municipalities, right, back, you know, back in January that they're going to need to, there's there's going to be cuts. Big right? cuts Everybody's coming. Everybody's yep. going to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Senate File 64 is a bill that could change the amount of direct distribution dollars allocated to the state's cities, towns, and counties. 
Um, so what that'll do is obviously that's going to give more money to the, to those, you know, places so that they can continue to, yep. uh, you know, offer some of the services that they've been offering. Um, I think it looks, let's see, it's, um, proposed by Senator Dave Kinski, right? So he's our representative here in Sheridan. Um, there's a house amendment that sets 47 and a quarter million dollars for fiscal year 2022. Um, and that's direct distribution allocations. Um, and so I, that's, what did I just say? 47 million. I think there's 52 million that was previously budgeted. Okay. Um, so they're, they're cutting back a little bit. Um, that's not, that's not too bad though. Right. It's not too bad. So, um, let's see here for what that means for Sheridan County, um, is a decrease of about $131,000. Um, and let's see, is that, is that over the two years or just for one year? Um, let's see here. So under the House Amendment, the Legislative Service Office predicts that Sheridan could see um, one almost $200,000 less des- direct distribution funding than previously budgeted. Um, okay. So Sheridan County would see, I guess that's just for the, the two years. Okay. Um, so, so again, would see a decrease of 131000 Ranchester would decrease by about $8,000. Um, Dayton by about seven, And then Claremont by about uh, 1500 Yeah. So... Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, well, and I mean, it, I think like, like we've said about the governor and the legislators, I think outside of some other stuff, they've done at least a good job here in regards to, you know, in running a business, it's okay to like, um, under budget, you know, or whatever, or under four, whatever you want to call it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, set the bar low and then come back like, oh, okay, we're actually okay. Um, right. And that's kind of what's happening is we thought we'd have bigger cuts. And actually it's like, oh, you know, it's not as bad as we thought. So sure. that's kind of what I got from it. Um, yep. Still, we still got to come up with some money, but um, cool. No, that's good. Um, so next up, also by the Sheridan Press, some local, um, like you said, some court hearings um, or, yeah. yep, court hearings and court sentencings. Yeah, some of these were pretty interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so the big one that the, the Sharon Press talks about is a, a marijuana charge. Sure. Um, so this guy, Fernandez, um, pleaded guilty to one charge of felony possession of marijuana after being pulled over um, for speeding in Sheridan last year. Um, they found some marijuana on him. Uh, while in court, um, so let's see, he was driving from Colorado to Montana, right? So at the time, Montana um, was just medicinal. So now, it, obviously, it's recreational. Yep. Um, he has a legal or, you know, medicinal marijuana card. Card. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, prosecutor, um, county prosecutor, um, Christopher LaRosa, had a pretty good statement. You know, he said, we can't let adjoining states and the states around us impose their law on us, right? So marijuana is still illegal in this state. If you have it on you, it's illegal. Just because you're going from Colorado to Montana or now South Dakota to Montana doesn't mean you can put, cross through the state with that in your possession. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was great. You know, he said, and vice versa, we can't, you know, re- put, impose our laws on those states either. Um, so... I thought that was that was a good you know statement. Um, Fernandez, I guess, is from Mon- on Montana, obviously. So he pleaded, or part of the deal was um, he can serve his probation in Montana. Oh, okay. Um, he was, you know, typically the the penalty is to serve some jail time. Um, Judge Fenn, I think, is is a little bit lenient on you know maybe first time marijuana yeah. um, charges. So he he said as long as Fernandez, you know is serving his probation. He, he's not using any substances, even medicinally, um, during his probation period and is seeking counseling, then he should be, you know, he'll be fine. Yep. Um, so you, trying to be lenient there, I, I, I appreciate Judge Fenn. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, how, how we see marijuana. And uh, so I, I think that's a good, a good way to come at it, you know, for first offense, right? Yeah. Um, these next two were, were kind of interesting. Yeah. So a man was arraigned for allegedly punching a 12-year-old. Um, so Jason Taylor, 44, uh, pleaded not guilty to one count of felony child abuse. 
Um, he faces the charge after allegedly punching a 12-year-old boy in the face in November. Um, the incident was reported to adults by a friend of the boy. Um, mm-hmm. And then law, when law enforcement made contact with Taylor shortly after the incident, he appeared to be intoxicated, um, slurring his speech and, and emotional. So his trial will be in June. Um, and if he's guilty, found guilty, he you know he's going to yeah. be uh, in prison for up to 10 years. What's uh, any other details on that? That's all the that the press reported. Um, so we'll you know we'll see. There's a pre-trial conference in May, and then the trial in June. So interesting. I'm sure at that pre-trial, it'll probably you know he'll probably change his plea to, to guilty, or I don't know what will happen there. So um, a lot of a lot of missing details here. Um, yeah, like, I mean, why was the boy there, <laughs> or why were they like where were they each other? Yeah, like yeah. what's what's um, who who what what's the relation? I guess you probably can't tell what the relation is since he's a minor, um, right? So, but and that that's would probably help. the other reason there's not a lot of details yeah. is because he's a minor. Yeah, so. um, and typically, probably won't be able. You probably won't no. be able to go see that case since he yeah. is a minor. Yeah, so. interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll have to. See yeah, what and May's happens. May's a long time, so I mean, yeah, deals can be made and all that stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one. This is crazy. Um, Holly Ingalls pleaded not guilty to two felony drug charges. Whoa. Um, she was charged after a December uh, traffic stop. Um, during the stop, law enforcement discovered that she had an outstanding bench warrant um, from Campbell County. And then following her arrest, she was found to be in possession of heroin and meth. Um, so she faces two, two charges, uh, felony charges. Um, well, and plus, that, and then plus the bench warrant in Campbell County, yeah, right. So, uh, she was convicted of similar charges back in 2010, 2016, and 2017. So, not her first rodeo. Yes. <laughs> wow, and she pleads not guilty, huh? Not guilty, yeah. Um, so we'll see him again. All right, <laughs> she's got the same uh, trial dates as uh, the guy. Yeah. I Interesting. So yeah. Um, and then Zach, you're um, Bear Tusk. Um, if you guys all remember, Bear Tusk was the one. Um, wasn't that kind of the domestic? Yeah. Um, in Bighorn. In Bighorn. Um, he killed. Uh, what was it? His his wife. Wife and then her mom. So or no? Uh, no, I think his wife and then I think his sister-in-law and nephew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah it was a triple triple murder. Yeah. Um. And he went on the run. I think they found him in uh, Lodge Grass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And pleaded not guilty originally. Yep. Yep. And, but, uh, as of, as of this week, he has changed that to guilty. So he's, um, yeah, I mean, going to go serve time or whatever, but, um, right. Um, and so it's interesting. He signed a plea agreement with the state agreeing to plead guilty to the lesser charges, which I mean, I mean, counts of second degree murder. I guess because he could probably claim, um, or like what to manslaughter. So the difference between first and second degree murders uh, center around premeditation. Ah, okay. okay. I that's I was thinking yeah. about because it could have been just a fight, and so that's where I'm. Right. I was trying to that. Okay, so you clarified yep. it. So second, because yeah, second would be like he premeditated the whole thing. First degree or, is premeditation. Oh yeah, yeah. first, and so so to he he took he took the second. Right. Yeah. Okay, second. second so, and I think okay. it's because they again, it's a plea deal. So, the prosecution probably just didn't have enough evidence to show that it was premeditation. Right. Um. So they said, "Well, look, you still did the crime. Here's, you know." Because that that's still probably life, I would imagine. Huh? Yes. Or so, at least like thirty, forty years. Let's see here. Um. Big ugly mug in the paper. Um. <laughs> uh, I guess it doesn't say. But oh, hang on. Sorry. Here it is. Uh. So the penalties for the crimes differ. So first-degree uh, murder for adults is punishable by death, life imprisonment without parole, or life imprisonment. Um, Second-degree murder carries a penalty of at least 20 years imprisonment okay. and can go up to life imprisonment. Okay. So, yeah. So he's at least 20, and then... Yep. And so I guess for, for would three you, counts... That's 60. Yeah. Yeah. So... Interesting. Yep. Um, I'm with you, though, in your notes here. Yeah, I'd love to be... I think I'd love to see a... A yeah. trial, you know. I, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Would be kind of cool just to get, you know, just see it in real life, see right. some sort of trial. 
Yeah. Um, well, and I saw here you put, what about for Herrera? <laughs> and I think, I mean, for the, the poaching case, probably would not, but his, you know, we talked about a few weeks ago, the pedophilia stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what the feds, I, I, yeah, that would be, that would be in Billings though. Um, yeah. So I don't know how that'd work out. I heard, I, I have a source, but, um, not like there's anything that could be shared, but <laughs> it's with the feds now. So oh, I think right. it's, sure. he's yeah. got, he's gone for <laughs> he's... a long time. Um, is all I can say about that. It was a big, it's a big case. It's yeah. with the feds. Yeah. Like we said last time when we talked about it, we're not heard about it. Yeah. Um, just know Wyoming's waiting for you when you, if, if you get out, <laughs> which I don't think you are. So, yeah. um, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we got some state news. And welcome back, Wyoming Knuckleheads. Um, we just wanted to split it up just in case if some people just want to hear the state stuff and then whatever um so yeah state news um kind of nothing's really surprising here well we got some cool stuff at the bottom here um but yeah um no surprise um once biden made a couple of those executive decisions on banning the the federal leasing on on federal lands or leasing on federal lands sorry and drilling on federal lands um, you know, the governor, you know, did an executive order of, you know, trying to figure out how this is going to impact us and yada, yada, yada. Um, Zach, this is reported by Cowboy State Daily. Is there anything in there that you felt of note? Um, no, I mean, I really just saw the headline. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much they can really do, um, you know, against an executive order. I think they're... Um, probably going to try and work with other states in the region yeah. to, to, you know, maybe form some sort of coalition. But, right. you know, it's difficult because half half of Wyoming, they say it in this article, half of the state is federally owned land. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that, that impacts us big time. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot more than, than people, I think, understand. So. Well, and, and uh, to move this along, you can see my notes here, you know, a little late to the game guys like i'm seeing like um some wildlife groups are like hey this is going to really impact how the state can help help manage wildlife and all this stuff and then like even i think there's an education thing about this will impact our schools and i'm like you guys are a little late to the game here like right. we knew we saw this coming yeah we talked about this joe biden ran on the platform of getting rid of fossil fuels, yep. right? He said several times. He said it several times. Right, and then backhandedly said, oh, I'm not going to do it. But he said it. <laughs> well, and any of the other candidates other than probably Tulsi Gabbard yeah. said the same thing. Right. So it's like, unless it's her, then I'm not concerned. But it's like everybody else said it. So it's like. Right, what have we been doing in the meantime to prepare for this? Exactly. And, and I mean, I guess you can't, right, you can't know exactly how he's going to do it. But where where where's the planning been in the you know yeah to to get ready for this process um so i'll take a little this i don't know if you know who this guy is zach you should go look him up okay david ramsden wood i think hopefully i'm saying that right um drw is how he goes by he runs what's called hot take of the day so he was censored by linkedin which Mm -hmm. is insane because it's like what (laughs) like and obviously got censored by twitter and all that stuff but like LinkedIn yeah. and it was like crazy. So anyways, he had a big fight with them. He's back. And one of his first things he started talking about, obviously, cause it was after all these executive orders, he's kind of at this stance of like, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Yeah. Like you just said, they all ran on this. Yep. This is what they've been pushing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, and I told you so like oh, yeah. there's like, like Bo Biteman said about a couple, like the spending stuff. There's nothing else we can do. Like, we've been telling you this. Yep. You just don't want to listen, and now you're going to complain. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Like, Zach, we've talked about it since August, how important energy in the mining industries are. Right. We can talk all day about how we need to transition off that, but we're not having that conversation, and that's the problem. So yeah. that's all we're going to say about that. I mean, good thing. I mean, Hats off to the governor. He is joining other states. Obviously, they're going to try and fight back, but it's kind of like 
like you said, like, what do you get? Like, there's nothing right. you can How, do. I like, mean, I guess you just fight this <laughs> in the courts, and then, you know, by the time that you, the court finally makes a decision, the two-month ban is up. Yeah. Right? And then he's passed another executive order on whatever. Sure. So that's the fight you have to start fighting. Yep. Yeah. Um, And again, to me, I'm just like, you're just a little late. Like, right. you know, told you. I mean, you know, yeah. it's that, it's the uh, Kermit meme, you know, like, right. I'm just sitting here like, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I was yeah. crying wolf, and you guys just, whatever. Um, talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were done. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this Weld County thing is was over, but I guess not. It's hysterical. It's the new meme. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, we should, <laughs> other than the Wyoming knuckleheads, we should make Weld County Wyoming shirts. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We should call that guy and say, hey, we'll make shirts for you. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, my we goodness. Get him on and talk to him. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is... I can't tell if this guy's serious in his, his op-ed. Um, he's like, Wild County will never leave Colorado for Wyoming. And then just goes on to talk about how, you know, impossible it will be. And it's like, well, yeah, we know that, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was reading this. I was like, this guy, is he, he's taking this too seriously. You know, he's the guy in school that, you know, can't take the joke. Um I don't know. He's like, you know, do you know how the, the process that'll have to, you know, he mentions Colorado's legislature has to vote on it. He's like, they'll never vote for this. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> duh. It's like Wyoming's legislature will have to vote on it. Okay, I could maybe see the Wyoming legislature approving it. I Maybe. And then Congress has to approve it. Yeah. Right? And there's the, there's the bigger hurdle. Congress has to approve it. Um, and so, I don't know. He mentions, you know, uh, Governor Gordon's remarks on yeah. saying we'd love to have them. And, um, he goes, so he, this is his quote. If he were serious, Governor Gordon, he would be far more measured about it. There wouldn't be any off the cuff conversations about it. It would be kryptonite. Um, again, so this guy is just really like, yeah, I can't tell if this is cause then like underneath it, he says the conversation is all for fun. It's harmless. It's friendly banter back and forth between two governors. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a little more. I mean, light but like then it gets dark again so i'm like i can't tell if this guy's being satirical or if he's right yeah he ends it with let's place this conversation the location that it deserves fun bar talk nothing more nothing i don't know who this guy's talking to yeah that they think this is actually going to happen well and he's like before anyone loses any more sleep it's like hopefully no one's like what yeah uh every person i've talked to about this has laughed like oh that's, yeah that's it's funny. funny it's funny you know? like I don't know. Maybe people in Colorado. Right. I don't. Maybe he's from Cheyenne, and they, people in Cheyenne, are jazzed about this. Or right? it's a it's a bigger. Yeah. Topic. Maybe I guess, huh? I don't know. Um, but I I just put uh, calm down. Yeah. Just settle. Like <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> or if that was trying to be satirical, like be a little better at it. That yeah. wasn't very good. <laughs> um, I'm lost. <laughs> and then my big thing again is if people are losing sleep about this and like worried about like a secession yeah. or like some sort of coup. Again, we would not tell you. Like, yeah. it would happen. Right. And then. Well, and it's not like this is some big military, you know, revolt. Exactly. It's just they want to be part of Wyoming. Well, and if it was, they wouldn't tell you. Right. They're not going to give you a head happen. start. Yeah, yeah, it would just happen. The 9,000 people in Weld County that signed the petition, <laughs> they would just do it. Yeah. And then that's not really a revolution still. It's still, it's like an up, it's a, yeah. which is a coup, but, you know, whatever. Um, anyways. Yeah. I guess this will still be a topic of conversation. So that's cool. That's fun. <laughs> um, uh, some serious news. So um, this was reported by Wyoming Public Media. Um, obviously, a lot of tax things are being proposed and things like that. Um, this bill here um, would change kind of how the ad valerium tax um, is collected throughout the state. And I actually agree with this. Um, let's see. This is proposed. This is actually proposed. Or let's see. I don't know if this was proposed by um, Representative Harshman. Let me see here before I say that. Um, it looks like it. Yeah. Okay. So he has proposed it in the House. So I just wanted to make sure I'm not yeah. saying something out of here. So um, in short. You know, maybe we'll get Ashley back on from the Wyoming taxpayers. In short, what it does, Zach, as it sits right now, yeah. it can take up to 18 months for a county to get taxes paid. 
which we know this. In Johnson County, they're suing Carbon Creek because they're missing out on $20 million in taxes. Yeah. Right? That's an issue. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, this would make it faster, um, hopefully by per month basis, which I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, we that should that that is should <laughs> that should how that that is how it should be done. Sorry, wow, yes. that was that is how it should be done. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone really should have an issue with this. I mean, if anything, it clears it all up. Um, and this is kind of one of those topics again that Ashley talked about and Bo Biteman about. We need to clean this up to where everyone knows what the base is. Yeah. There's, we shouldn't have this 18-month window of, I don't know, maybe they'll pay. I don't know. Right. That's absurd. Like, yeah. it, we should know what it is per month or at least two months, right? Um, what I don't like about this is they're like, well, but our Wyoming Department of Revenue would need another $300,000 per year to get money. <laughs> it's sure. like, great. Like, good job. Only the government is somebody that's like, we're getting more money. Like, this is a system that would generate more money, but we have to spend more money to get this money. Right. Only only government is where I've ever heard that. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, just kidding. I know in business you got to hire people. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just making yeah. a joke. Settle down. Um, even Pete Obermuller, friend of the show, PAW, he said this is, this is the right way to go because it, yeah. it clears it up. We all know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so anyways. Transparency is yep. is big. Mm -hmm. And again, that's mm -hmm. Governor Gordon ran on that. Um and so I, I appreciate that, you know. He didn't I mean, I don't know how much he's gonna have to do with this, but I'm sure yeah. he he supports yeah. it. So yeah. Yep. Um Yep. Um Yeah, next up, um, I mean this should be no surprise to anybody. This was reported by Cowboy State Daily. Uh, COVID restrictions has, has cost the state of Wyoming about, I'm just going to round it up, 27,000 jobs. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, and so it says uh, just the second quarter of last year. Oh. So. Jeez. Um, let's see here. The second quarter of the year, so that's April to June. Um, the oh, so quarter, when it was the heaviest, heaviest right, restrictions right. then. Um. Again, so that's when we saw uh, bars, restaurants, fitness centers closed. You saw, um, uh, you know, like the hospitality sector was almost reduced to nothing because people aren't traveling. Um, we're, we're, we're vastly impacted, or impacted really large, largely. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, again, like you said, it's no, it's no surprise. Um, Let's see. So preliminary data for the third quarter of 2020, um, so that's July to, to December, shows a decline in employment compared to figures from 2019. Um, not not as large, um, right? But that's when we were kind of opening back up quite a bit. Um, so I think compared to 2019, the third quarter, the state lost 22,000 jobs, almost 23,000. So, I mean, still pretty close. That's about 4,000 jobs returned to the to the economy. So... Um, but again, big, big, big uh, losses. So, uh, what they say? So the biggest ones, the biggest areas, again, were you know, the service industry and then um, mining and uh, uh, you know, oil, natural gas uh, work. So right. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a good. I mean, the restrictions hurt hurt a lot of people um so yeah keep that in mind um this is cool um i was just reading this article so the wyoming national guard took uh did kind of like an experimental test on a new weapon system yeah um it seems a little bit over my head but uh yeah so i was trying to figure this out um basically they just have like uh i think it's this truck here it's um what do they call it rapid infiltration artillery um so they the test was load the truck up in Cheyenne uh so the while uh, the shirt sorry I think they were from uh, anyway Wyoming National Guard um Boom. yeah they they loaded up into the the airplane the aircraft they take off from Cheyenne they landed it in their testing area in Utah um then this this vehicle is supposed to get into position very quickly and um, uh, over, you know, any sort of terrain. It's mostly designed for the Middle East. 
um, and then it's in position to help kind of reinforce and, uh, you know, pr- provide support. Right, so right. Um, the exercise involved transporting a portable artillery launching system, which is called HIMARS, um, by airplane to a point near the target. So uh, what, what was happening here? So for the 2 and 300th, um, uh, what are these, battalion, or sorry, field artillery units, they said this was historic for them. Um, missions in which artillery launchers are flown to specific areas have been around for a long time. Um, but uh, this isn't something that they, they've they been able to, I don't know, practice or, or do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's it's just some new new training for them. Uh, so. Yeah. No, it sounds like, so this is why, like, anybody that had a career in the Army and or, like, military, and then, like, they get into business and stuff, this is why. Because they're always thinking about how can I be more efficient with, you know, our Wyoming National Guard, which is the artillery battalion. Yeah. And th- this is probably how this, you know, this little this little truck came to be. And then they're thinking about working with the Air Force. Like, how could we, you know, how can we move this truck yeah. in one of these faster and then deploy it? So um, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that the Wyoming National Guard was a part of it and uh, the Air Force out of Cheyenne. Um, but, yeah, in, in short, as Zach had kind of described it that's kind of what it is is like a quicker just a quicker way they found out they're testing and practicing quickly deploying some artillery because yeah. i think some you know for anyone out there it's like it's you know and i think the wyoming the battalion the wyoming national guard battalion leader is kind of like this makes it quicker like we're more efficient we can get in and then if we need to we can get out so right, right. yeah and so i think a thing that was interesting was or you know one drawback was I mean, this is a big truck, so it's got to be loaded into those C-130 planes. Right. Um, you have to have a, an airstrip for that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, again, it's it's maybe the, the quicker, quicker part is transporting it from one base to another and then getting yep. it into, yep. into position. Yep. Um, but, and but then yeah. they, they said it was their – well, they said since they just practiced this, their range now, right, because – and, again, this is where – this probably maybe came from the artillery side where they're like, okay, if we had to move 50 miles quickly, mm-hmm. you know, driving's going to take a while, whereas now we can just get in a C-130, get there, boom. And then that's, I think that was probably the problem they're solving. Like you said, they still got to have the base and they got to have the, you know, the airstrip. But now right. it's like I can get to a base quickly yeah. and then deploy quickly. So, um, yeah, so pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, shout out to our Wyoming National Guard members yeah um last thing zach i love that article you sent me from the new york times <laughs> i just love it when you send me new york times stuff yeah it's uh, so ridiculous uh yeah we are under 50 hospitalizations right now yep and we have not had hundreds of cases throughout the state yeah like i said on wednesday i think the high school hasn't had any active cases in the kids we have been on a rapid decline yeah 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 but I guess New York Times says we are. They disagree. Ex- <laughs> they are. Ex- we are extremely high risk out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from time to time, I like to get on the New York Times and see <laughs> if they, you know, their journalistic standards have improved. And uh, surprise, surprise, they never do. In fact, you could make the argument day to day they get worse. But anyway, yeah. As I scroll through there, there's like this. There's some charts and stuff. And at first, I thought it was stock stuff, and I was like, ah, I don't really, you know, pay attention to that because I don't know what it means. Yeah. And then I look closer, and it's COVID stuff. I was like, oh, sure. okay, all right, cool. So apparently, my computer is sending them my location, and it says Sheridan County. Uh, COVID risk, extremely high. So I click on it. You can go and see by county, wherever, I mean, anybody can go, you can look and see every county in the country. I think there's some that they don't have um, just because I don't know whatever, what the deal is, but yeah, you can go and see by county, by state, um, the the risk in your, in that area. Oh, so, I'm doing it right now. This is wild. Yeah. So, um and again, I think that they have this wrong. Average daily case is 8.1 per 100,027, and it's ex- extremely high risk. We're in the purple. But if you go and look at the state, that um, oops, where did that go? If you go and look at the state, they have numbers to show you the state and the graphs, and the the numbers are are all decreasing. 
Like the graph shows a decrease. Yeah. Right? It doesn't show it going up. It shows a decrease. I guess. And so here's here's another thing I saw today um, on this um, is that they were looking. They compared numbers from um, uh, the peak that we had around November, December. Sure. And they showed that the numbers, uh, the COVID cases since then have been decreasing. And for most of the country, they've decreased by about 80%. Um, which makes sense. We've talked about that. Our, our hospitalizations, I think, are at 47. We have 47 people in the state of Wyoming hospitalized uh, for COVID. Um, anyway, so this chart, this graph shows across the country about 80% um, COVID cases have dropped since uh, November, December. Right. But then they say, well, now take the numbers, the current cases that we have in the country, and compare those with the peak that we had last summer. Um and when you do that, you're still like 40 points above that peak in the summer because there are only 66,000 cases. Yeah. It's like, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no kidding. Uh, right? it's, it's, and the problem here is just blatant fear-mongering. Yeah. Extremely high risk uh, for Sheridan. And we just talked, we just said the cases have been on a rapid decline. Yep. Right? Okay, sure, are the, num- the number of cases are higher than they were um, in, in – uh, the summer but that's because more people have gotten it right it doesn't mean you're i wouldn't say your risk of getting it is higher more people have just gotten it since then yeah which is bound to happen with the you know with an illness with this with a, a virus like this so it's frustrating it is um i'm glad i just did it i probably shouldn't have i'm glad that google I need to sign into my Google to get on New York Times, so that's yeah, great. So yeah. New York Times now has my information, most yeah. likely, so that's yeah. wonderful. Um, journalism is dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm like, what? Um, if they're, if you know, if they're saying we're high risk, then they need to be calling Teton County because they have the highest per capita. If we're right. if we're using their, this is their graph, you know. Um, right. Well, and if it's, if their standard is that there's just more people that have it now than they did last summer, the entire country should be purple. Right. Yeah. But it's not. When you look at their map for the entire country, there's some yellow and orange, which mean, you know, less uh, risk. But I mean, the, the graph here is showing where was our highest point? November, right around Thanksgiving was yeah. our highest point. It is nowhere near there right now. And it's still extremely high risk. The, if you scroll across that entire graph, it never cha- the status never changes it's it's always extremely high risk and you have to wonder hmm i wonder what kind of agenda they're trying to push here yeah yeah if it if it never changes once across here what's the agenda they're trying to push there's it's not reporting to you right it's not saying at this point it was you know moderate or high no the entire time even before even before the peak right so november 7th is as uh, far back as they'll go with this chart, it's, it's it's extremely high risk, and then it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. There's the peak, extremely high risk as it's going down. Right then we pass where we were November seventh, um, and we're still extremely high risk. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, it, it 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 tells you what their agenda is, and I'm looking through their graph, and we said this way back when Zach. Yeah. We have it. The last day we hit a thousand new cases was back in November seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since then it has it has fallen. I mean, there's been a few peaks, nowhere near as where it got you know, yep. around Thanksgiving. Again, there's another uh, kind of statistic here: hospitalized fourteen over the past fourteen days, hospitalizations have increased by one percent. That's extremely high risk. Well, and then and then, rem- and then remember. And see, this is where you got to know stats, right? Well, um, if there's zero, right, you know, and I get one hospitalization, all of a sudden that percent is a hundred, right? right? You have to know what the context is. We just said hospitalizations are under fifty on Wednesday, yeah, or today. Was that today? today. That was today. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, guys, like it'd be completely different if we were at fifty thousand hospitalizations, right? Okay, but. So under this is what we're talking about. Like understand, like yeah, it's, they say it's one percent, but it's like yeah, but understand what that one percent means right. to actual numbers and actual people. Right. And again, they're showing another graph going back to November seventh, 
it's still way lower than it was. Even at November 7th, hospitalizations are way lower now than they were then. Yep. And this, again, I think their metric is over the last two weeks. So then for deaths over the last two weeks, four. Yeah. And that line is pretty steady, like almost straight. Like there is no major peaks there. Yeah. Um, test positivity over the 15, 14-day average, 15%. Again, still lower than it was in November 7th, right? Yeah. Um it's it's ludicrous. It's 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 fear-mongering. It's, you know, it's Yeah. No, I agree. This is uh yeah, when you sent it to me, I was like, "Wow. I mean, good job for them for studying us up, I guess." Or I don't know where they're getting all this stuff, but whatever. Right. It's um, it's it's dumb. Yeah, I'm glad that uh glad they want to waste their time on that. Yeah. Um other than that, Zach, that's kind of it, man. Nice and short. Yeah. Under an hour with both uh, local and state news. I want to remind the gentlemen out there again, nine days to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay. Have a plan. It's on a Sunday. Yeah. Don't don't screw this one up. <laughs> um, if you need an idea for a gift and you're in Sheridan, go down to Main Street, go to Babe's Flowers, tell them you heard this on our show. Use the promo code YOLOVE, W-Y-O-L-O-V-E, or you can call to their store and say, hey, I want I want a bouquet delivered. You use that promo code, you get a free box of chocolates with it. Mm. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a double win, guys. Right. And maybe a triple win if you order soon enough. Yes. Won't they deliver on Sunday for yes. you? Yes. It, yes. A good call. You have to do it early because they're, they run out. They ran out last year, and yep. I, I talked to the owner of the uh, Heidi. Um, also, Babe's Flowers is a third-generation store, which yep. is awesome. But she told me, if you don't get them in probably by now, yep. you're not, you know, you you'll get them, but they're probably not going to get delivered by Sunday, or they might run out because right. it's and they've been super crazy busy for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, since like Thanksgiving, apparently. Yeah. So, um, yeah, make sure you you uh, do that, or make sure you have a plan. That's all I'm saying. Yep. I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, guys. So thanks for listening. That was episode 97. FYI, we're going to have an open house. I should probably, we should, yeah, we probably, should, probably that. Uh, should uh, be promoting ourselves. <laughs> probably be a good idea. Um, February 19th in the Market Hall building. Yes. All you uh, uh, original Sheridanites, that's the Rails building. Okay. Yep. Definitely does not look like the old <laughs> Rails that you probably remember. Um, we are upstairs. There's a lot of other businesses up here, but uh, February 19th, we're going to do an open house. Yep. Um, and also stay on the lookout for episode 100. Episode 100. Uh, this is your chance to come check out the studio. Yes. In person. Um, you know, we, we're probably going to do maybe some giveaways or yes. some raffles. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So you, just, you do not want to miss this. You don't. We might have We might have some libations. Yep. We're definitely going to have food, but uh, working on the libation side of that. Um, but, yes, so February 19th, tell all your friends, you know, come by. It's going to be a party. It is. It will. And, uh, yeah, thanks you for listening, and remember, go be Wyoming.